0: Tight end breakouts. Yes, there are some. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to tell you our favorite tight ends to draft based on either just good values or they're going to have their breakout seasons. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Jamie Eisenberg. Oh, man, I already ruined my intro. I had this funny intro. Oh, we got a special guest today. It's Dave Richard of CBS Sports. Because This is the only Bonanza breakout episode. We don't have an industry guest. Tell us about yourself, Dave. Where do you hail from? I'm from... Uh...
1: Osaka, Japan, and I'm a sailor by trade, but I also dabble in the fantasy arts.
0: Oh, well, we we look forward to hearing your very unusual philosophies on fantasy football. Who are the breakout tight ends? Let's start with that. Jamie, Who's who are the breakout tight ends this year?
2: I think there are three that have a chance to exceed expectations. Uh, Travis Kelsey, um, Mark Andrews, <laughs> no, uh, Kyle Pitts. I think will live up to the hype this year. I don't know if he's going to exceed expectations because he's being drafted as a top three tight end, but I think he will justify it. I think we will see Dallas Goddard also have his career best season uh, and take a step forward, and then I think we'll see Cole Komet be that uh, probably the the biggest leap, you know, for a guy that didn't score any touchdowns last year, but has a chance to be in the conversation to be among the target leaders at the position, but a top 10 PPR uh, fantasy tight end this year.
0: Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard, Koukoumet. Now, you did not say Dalton Schultz.
2: I don't think Schultz will necessarily be that much better than he was a year ago. So okay, uh, he was top five. We're not drafting him to be top five based on ADP. And we could see him still finish in that range again. So um, all three of these guys, I think, will finish better than they finished previously.
0: I mean, the funny thing is you were joking about Kelsey and Andrews. Kelsey's going at the end of round one, beginning of round two. Andrews is going at the end of round two, uh, more like late round two. Uh, Not quite the end, 22nd overall. I mean, there's definitely scenarios where they crush that ADP, but um, they definitely have had their breakout seasons. Dave, any breakouts to add, or do you want to talk about the must-have tight ends?
1: Well, we could talk about the must-have, but I am i am a fan of Dalton Schultz, and I love the way that he was used toward the end of last season. We haven't really talked about it, um, but it, it last eight games of the year, over 13 PPR points per game, and there were a lot of games in there. Lamb was on the field, Amari Cooper was on the field, Michael Gallup was on the field, and Schultz still did his thing. There was a point last year where I said, well, don't be so excited about Schultz because the receivers were getting healthy in Dallas. And he ended up continuing to be a factor in the offense. We know Omari Cooper is gone. We're not sure when Michael Gallup's going to come back. We're not sure how good he'll be when he does come back. We feel really good about CeeDee Lamb. But outside of of Lamb, I I don't think we feel great about Jalen Tolbert. You'll take him with a late pick. I don't know if there's another receiver there that's going to necessarily take target share significantly away from Dalton Schultz. I think he could see more targets this year and be an even bigger factor in the passing game I'm I'm taking him over George Kittle. I've made that move, and I might be getting there with Goddard, too. I know Jamie mentioned Goddard, and he could have a career year. I, I'm thinking between what's going on with Devontae Smith, and and I'm continuing to be impressed by Jalen Hurts. I think I needed to see it from Hurts. Uh, Goddard, somebody who might also make a jump over Kittle for me in my rankings. Two guys who could end up being very good, who you don't have to take with a top 50 pick.
0: Goddard scares me because of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And I don't know what to make of their offense hey. coming out and throwing, 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 throwing against the Jets in the preseason. But I would still would think they would be a low pass volume offense. And I just know how much better he was without Zach Ertz on the field. You know, he wasn't doing really anything before the Zach Ertz trade. And then he was pretty good after that. He was on about a thousand, thousand fifty yard pace. After the Ertz trade, what's going to happen when it's AJ Brown, and not Zach Ertz? I know one's a receiver and one's a tight end, but but one guy is going to, you know, demand a lot more targets I think than Zach Ertz did. So that's why I you get, want to know what I think is going to happen. Because because by the way, I mean I think the other the other calls are not that anybody cares, but I agreed with all of them. So just picking Dallas Goddard—that's uh, for for a little bit of uh, disagreement, I guess.
1: I think I think the coverage gets lighter for him. And I think the Eagles scheme him up.
0: He I really, really do. Well, you think he was t- t- getting a lot of double coverage last year? I don't know. I mean, he's... No, it wasn't that he was necessarily getting a lot of been. double I coverage. But I don't... I, it was
1: Was Devontae Smith scaring defenses last year? Maybe his deep speed was. And that might have changed how teams were covering them. But again, you look at the Eagles really last year. You want to talk about what the Eagles were like last year? They were running the ball. We've talked about it. We've talked about it every time yeah, we bring up anybody in Philadelphia. There's going to be more targets available because I think that they're going to end up throwing. I mean, if they get AJ Brown, they've got to at least try to throw the ball more. They're not going to go back to being a 56% running rate team.
2: It's, I think it's also, you know, when you look at what Jalen Hurts is, is going to do a lot of and when he's escaping the pocket and not looking to run, his first option is probably going to be AJ Brown. His second option is probably going to be Dallas Goddard. You know, when you, you start to, you know, mm. secondary level, you I know, guess that's those, what scares those, me a
0: little bit. Is I I don't know that I that it won't be Devontae Smith.
2: It, it certainly could be Devontae Smith, but I also think it's going to be, you know, depending on which side of the field he's running to. You know, so Goddard's going to be everywhere for him. You know, those other two guys are going to be probably, unless they're lined up on the same side of the field, which I don't know how much they're going to do that. Um, But if, they, if they're not, you know, if he's rolling right, it's going to be one of them. If he's rolling left, it's going to be the other one. Goddard's going to be probably someone he's looking at depending on how they design their plays, which he's such I think a safe target in the middle of the field for him and you saw it in the touchdown catch yes
0: yeah uh so would you rather have would you rather have Dalton Schultz let me just get some rounds here six yeah Is Ray, he's going, in he's round like, six or got round seven yeah that's pretty much what you're going to have to decide or Hawkinson it, let me just tell you all the three Dalton Schultz uh, 70th Hawkinson 79th Goddard 89th
2: What's Goddard it? by Ma.
1: I think I'll say Goddard, but what? Would say, give me Schultz one more time. It was before. So this is NFC
0: ADP over the last week, and it's just kind of funny how it works out. Dalton Schultz, 69th. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, 79th. Dallas Goddard, 89th. That's easy enough. I'll say Schultz. And how far, Jamie, you said Goddard 20 picks after Schultz. How far after Schultz does he have to go before you say, I'd rather have Goddard at that value? Because obviously if they had the same ADP, you'd take Schultz. So how, like, was it a round later that Goddard? You'd
2: rather have Schultz at that
0: value. Yeah, you, I'm sorry. Uh, ha, how far past Dalton Schultz does Dallas Goddard have to be drafted for you to say, okay, that's when I want Dallas Goddard over Schultz?
2: All round, full round. A full round, okay.
0: Uh, Kyle Pitts. Jamie, where are you comfortable taking Kyle Pitts? Round three. I don't mean to be too, you know, pedantic or whatever, but when in round three?
2: Oh, back into round three.
0: Okay. Dave, how about you?
1: I moved him into round four. Uh, After being at the preseason game and kind of being reminded of what Marcus Mariota is, as a quarterback who, who's who got great mobility, no doubt about it, but also not the greatest thrower in the world. He's okay, better than serviceable, better than a couple of quarterbacks that are going to start for teams around the NFL. He's world's better than Jacoby Brissett, but I don't know if that's necessarily saying anything. And knowing that Drake London's going to get some targets in that offense too, I, I just wonder how much upside there really is for, for Kyle Pitts with Mariota or Desmond Ritter at quarterback this year, I think he'll be okay. I think he's worth taking as the third tight end. He just got a thousand yards last year with Matt Ryan. This is a to me as a passer, Mariota's a downgrade compared to Matt Ryan. But I still think he can get close to, if not over a thousand yards, and the touchdowns will be better. I just don't know if he's worth that third round capital where you can get some really good running backs and wide receivers in the same spot.
0: And I just want to say that You know, People are going to compare Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota. Last year was one of the worst seasons of Matt Ryan's career. The Mm -hmm. Falcons threw for just under 4,000 yards, which is, I think, about middle of the pack. I think it ended up being about middle of the pack. But they threw for 20 touchdowns to 15 interceptions in 17 games. And and Matt Ryan played in all of them. He didn't throw every pass, but he threw the vast, vast, vast majority. So he had a really bad year. So Kyle Pitts, as a rookie... Had thousand twenty-six yards with a pretty bad version of Matt Ryan. So I, I I'm not saying, you know, like you I, I understand the points against him. I understand the Mariota points. I don't think Mariota's thrown for 4,000 yards. Even though it wasn't a good year for Matt Ryan, it's still better than what we expected. I don't
1: know if Mariota and Ritter are combining for 20 passing, more than 20 passing touchdowns. But
0: I want to say, but it but you just at least if you want to believe in Kyle Pitts, just know he didn't go from a great passing offense last year. He went to at best He went from at best a middle of the pack passing offense to whatever they No, It was
1: below average.
2: I think also what we're gonna see based on reports out of Atlanta is not as much of him lined up outside and him playing a little bit more closer to the line of scrimmage where he's gonna get matched up with some more linebackers and safeties. Let me see. And that'll be a huge advantage for him.
1: I think there were some plays in the pre I don't know if this means anything, but in the preseason game where he was lined up like a tight end.
0: I I have not read a single Bad report. Every report I read is Kyle Pitts is killing everyone in
1: training You want to know camp. why? Because the Atlanta defense is terrible.
0: No, it's why. because Kyle Pitts is amazing. Kyle okay. Pitts is. You don't that, think so? He's amazing, if, bro. It,
2: if he gets north of eight touchdowns, he will be the number one tight end in fantasy this year.
0: Could be, mm, but but I I don't know he about could still that. Be
1: number two, he could be number two because you know mm.
0: the question, Jamie, right? Was who are the must haves?
2: And maybe it's just Kelsey hit and Andrews because, I mean, Kelsey, no Tyreek well, look, no, Holy cow! I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate Kyle Pitts getting that many touchdowns. But my God, if he does, <laughs> you're <laughs> going to be thrilled with
0: him. <laughs> yeah, but you don't think he's going to have more yards than Kelsey, do you?
2: I don't think he's going to have more yards than Kelsey. But I don't again. If he if he's scoring at that level, that means he's dominating at that level, which means that yeah. this it's going to be close.
1: Yeah. This goes back to something that I, I want to bring up. And we should bring this up more often when we talk tight ends. I think this is some. This is a decision that fantasy managers have to have before they go into the draft. How badly do they want to have that advantage over the rest of their league at tight end? And if you go, yeah, I really love to have an advantage and I think I can find running backs and wide receivers later on, and this feels like the year where you might be able to do that, then, then focus on Kelsey and focus on Andrews and focus on Pitts too, just in case you miss out. But go after those guys. Don't be yeah. afraid to take... Kelsey late round one, Andrew's mid to late round two. Mm-hmm. That depends on what your draft slot is. If you want to have that advantage in your league, it's a no-brainer in tight end premium leagues.
2: Yeah. The sweet spot for Pitts, I think, is if you are in the 9, 10, 11, 12 range and somebody takes Kelsey there and then Andrew goes in round two and then he makes it back to you somewhere in the 3-4 turn.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Cole Komet and maybe Pat Fryermuth, perhaps. And, uh, oh, before we take a break, please join us on August 31st at 6 p.m. Eastern until midnight Eastern for six hours of fantasy football talk and fantasy draft advice to get you ready for your drafts or if you've already drafted, just to have some fun and to support St. Jude, more importantly. So we are trying to raise money for St. Jude. Please uh, be there Wednesday, the 31st of August from 6 p.m. Eastern until midnight. The first two hours are on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch that on Paramount+. Plus. You can watch that on the CBS Sports app. The last four hours will be at youtube.com slash Football today. We'll be hanging out. We'll be having fun. It's going to be an absolute blast um, so, so be there. And if you check out our eBay store, I've got the link in the episode description. You can bid on a spot in the podcast league. You can bid on a spot on a guest spot on this show. You can bid on a lot of things. I don't know if we can get that eBay store up, see some of the, I got it actually. I can bring it up and have some fun here and take a look. Um, oh my gosh, you guys may not even believe how much a spot in the Podcast League is going for right now on eBay? You want to take a guess? Uh, $7,000. Oh, $10,000. I probably shouldn't Seven, have said 10, it 10, like 10. that. I should have like, 7, kept my cool a little bit, right? How about, I was going to say like 700 How about $5,100 for a spot in the Podcast League? Uh, how about a spot on this show that is going for two thousand eight hundred and thirty-five dollars? But there are much more affordable items. Pre-draft phone calls with our hosts. Pre-draft phone calls with Ryan Wilson. Me announcing your first round a preseason call with Pete Prisco is only ten dollars. Do you understand? I oh my cannot God. get. I'll pay for Pete that. Prisco would not pick up the phone if I called. I, I would pay ten dollars yeah. just to have a phone call with Pete Prisco. So. Um, We're going to take a quick break here on fantasy football today, finish up with our tight end discussion right after this.
2: Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology, marketing, and creative legal and administrative and customer support at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today the chilling new original
1: docu-series on paramount plus
0: why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire
1: leads to deception.
0: I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. That was
1: addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder.
0: Who did this to your family? You
1: can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control
0: all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about Cole Komet and Pat Fryermuth. And who do you guys like better? Because they're basically back to back in average draft position. Uh, Dave, I'll give you the first word Fryermuth or Cole Komet. And do you feel like you have to have the, either of them?
1: This was a switch I made before training camp started, I believe. I put Komet ahead of Fryermuth, especially in full PPR. We talk about this all the time. If you can get a tight end who could be first or second on his team in targets, go get them. Those are usually the guys that are good in fantasy. Look at the receivers in Chicago. There's Darnell Mooney, and there's Vilas Jones, Tajay Sharp, Byron Pringle. Oh, my God, it's terrible.
2: But there's also Cole Komet. Thomas Schaefer, Jack Apatorto.
1: Oh, I didn't know Thomas Schaefer was on the Bears. That's pretty cool. Yeah, his, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: all the Vikings fans hate him for it.
1: Uh, <laughs> Fields had nine games where he started and ended last year. Tight ends had 15-plus PPR points in three of them. Komet had two, or I'm sorry, with, uh, yeah, 15-plus, and Komet had two with 13 or 14 PPR and none with 15-plus people. It was other guys on the team. So that's that's a signal to me that tight ends are kind of in the wheelhouse of what Justin Fields is looking for, and Cole commits somebody who's going to get a lot of targets in that offense. Compare that to Pittsburgh, where going into training camp, we knew that Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool would be there. So that already puts Pat Fryermuth really out of range of being second best in targets. But now George Pickens has stepped up. So maybe Fryermuth ends up being fourth in targets. He's going to need to score a lot of touchdowns. Uh who's oh, Najee, of course. So this Fryermuth is someone late pick. I I don't necessarily mind. I think it's okay. But otherwise, yeah, I think you move on from him. And I don't know where you've got him ranked, Jamie, but I'm starting to think that Dawson Knox is a better bet than Fryermuth.
2: Uh I have Fryermuth and Knox basically back to back. You know, I I think as as I said on the bus show, Adam, with with Knox, once you get past I know we said Ertz was kind of the the the, the line. Um, I think Komet belongs in that group just because of what he should do as a as a re- just just with his reception totals. Um, he'll find the end zone certainly more than than zero times. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think when you look at Fryermuth, Knox, Hunter Henry, Robert Tunyon, they all feel very similar. They're all going to be touchdown dependent. Uh, they all have the chance to be in that eight touchdown range. Knox and Fryermuth did it last year. Uh, I think it was eight and seven for both of them. Henry was eight. Um, so you, you're you're fine if that's what you're chasing, and it's not bad to chase those guys if we go great or late. You know, comparing those guys, Fryermuth and and Knox, for example, to what could be Herb Smith, who I think is probably more along the lines of those same type of guys, touchdown dependent. What what could be Gerald Everett? What could be David Njoku? What could be? Whoever you want to put in this category, Alberto, Noah Fan, you know, whoever you know you think is going to have that that type of season that could maybe take a leap and be one of the guys that you, you know, put in the breakout category. But I think if you, you know, just look at okay, once once you get past Comet, who has a chance to be touchdown relevant, that's where Pat fryermuth comes into play.
0: All right. Two things to remember as we finish our bonanza. Uh as Dave talked about, want a tight end who's top two on his team in targets over the last... Six seasons, there has only been one tight end who has finished in the top five without being first or second on his team in targets, and that was Robert Tunyon two seasons ago, and he was only three targets away from being second on his team in targets, and he had probably the luckiest tight end season I've ever seen. (laughs) And the other (laughs) thing that you should know is that Dawson Knox led all tight ends in goal-to-go routes run, and I wonder if he could be the second guy in the last seven years to finish as a top five tight end without being first or second on his team because he just might catch all those... Uh, first or second on his team, at touchdown and targets. He must might catch all those touchdowns, but uh, we will. You should not draft him as ADP going as you know in the top 100. That's wild, as we talked about on busts on Wednesday. Thank you to uh, all of our analysts and the guests that we had on for this breakouts bonanza. I hope you all love it. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're not doing kickers. It's next week. Next week. I want to see yeah, how the dust done. settles a little bit. We still have some competitions. I want to see what happens in Dallas and uh, see how we update the rankings. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow with a live mock draft with listeners on Fantasy Football Today.